Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Daquan Jones's window will, will open today. I think it should be a boring Bills win, but I'm always a little leery when a team changes coaches for that next game because they're usually better efforts. If they lose to Easton Stick, if they lose to them, they don't deserve to go any further. I hate for the Bills that they're huge favorites in that game. You just got to win the game. So it won't take much for the Bills to realize, you know, you play lousy, anybody can beat you. But yeah, sure, everything worries you at this time of the year. I'm certainly not thinking the Bills are going to take this team lightly. They know they have no margin for error. They can't drop one at this point, especially in the AFC teams. Mike Danger. The Bills are going back to the scene of the crime, the birthplace of Masterstroke. Oh my gosh. Gene Battaglia. It's going to feel like a Bills home game on Saturday. Can we just all kind of agree? Right? Saturday night's going to be Bills Mafia Party. Hey, Seattle. Go Hawks. Quinn scores! 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. You know, if, if I may, right off the top, something that, that happened yesterday in the show, and I, I, I'm struggling with it, Gino. It was something you said. What did I say? You really don't like the grannies sledding down the hill? Do you have a problem with the grannies sliding down the hill in the Amazon ad? You, 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 like, I, now I've got it's, this vision of yeah. you down at the bottom of the hill going to help the granny grannies, up yeah. only to pull your hand away and say, just kidding. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. They'd get up it's off their like, sled, try to walk away. You'd trip the granny. They would fall over. I look at things through a different lens. That's my nine to five job in marketing and advertising. And that did its job. You and everybody else, heartwarming ad. I'm just like thinking about the logistics of that. Yeah, no. <laughs> How are they getting up when they get to the bottom of the hill? They're not walking back up to the top of the oh, hill. They need a gentleman, somebody like you there at the bottom of the hill to help them up off their sled or to do what I'm visualizing you doing, which is like going to help them up only to say, nah, just kidding and walking away. Because why, why would you, you pay me? Like because that? grannies shouldn't be sledding on hills in your world. It's a bad ad because it's not realistic. You know, it's, it's not a real there's ad. No, there, there is no like take your mother-in-law or my mother-in-law. They're not going down the hill. I, I think I could get my mother-in-law to go sledding down a hill. I think I could. I think I could convince her to do that. We would have a blast. The the, the girls. Oh, yes, absolutely. We would absolutely be able to pull that off. See, where would you go sledding? Frisbee Hill. Here? Frisbee Hill. Frisbee Hill. Right, right, okay. right in East Hilton. Beautiful East Hilton. There's a, a nice hill in the, the village of Hilton behind Quest as well. There, there's, there's places. In the See, east side, I know I'm not allowed on that side of town, but I know there's plenty of places. There is something. This is before your time, but did you ever hear about Suicide Hill? You wouldn't say that today. I think every yeah, town has a suicide, suicide hill. hill. Yeah, it was actually in Duran. And actually, it was so dangerous, danger. Like, they, they barricaded it off, and they started to grow trees, and, like, you wouldn't even know where it is today. I think Ellison Park probably has some yeah. pretty good hills. Um, but, but yeah, the, even the town I grew up in, the hill that we used to go sledding on, we called it Suicide Hill. I mean, like, I, I yeah. think every town has a, su- a Suicide Hill, as terrible as that is. Mm-hmm. But when you're a kid, all you're thinking about is, oh my God, this is dangerous. This looks, this looks terrifying. Let's throw Granny down that hill. Come on, Granny. I got you a pillow and everything for your little tushy. Let's go down the hill. And and maybe this is on my mind because we saw some snow on the ground this morning. And, you know, we, it's not going to be a white Christmas, it doesn't look like. But, you know, this morning I, I get up, I look out the window. My wife and I had completely different reactions. She's like, oh, my God, it's snowing outside. I'm like, you're excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you normally are too, Mr. Manplow. You're I sad dad. I used the manplow. I, I today. didn't use the manplow today. So no, I'm in a little bit not, of a mood. Right, I didn't get I didn't get right. out there and do the driveway today. No, I did not. Oh, wait, your 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 wife also, she's on her three week vacation. Yeah. Like, yeah so there's there's stretching like, it a little bit, but yeah. It, uh, no, it's it's two uh, weeks. Two and a half. It's two weeks. Two uh, 
It's two, two weeks. weeks in a day. Yeah. Well, a day. It's not a vacation day. It's the first of the year. Nobody works on New Year's Day. I mean, n- nobody at the company works right. on New Year's. People work on New Year's Day. By the way, another thing kind of crossed my mind is maybe the, the, the Amazon ad warned my cold, dead heart, like I said yesterday. But I'm noticing things. It's the holiday season. Can we can we give a moment to the delivery people that are out there? Every day, whether you're talking about the mail, your packages, I don't want to forget anybody, whether you're Amazon, UPS, USPS, FedEx, DHL, whoever it is, what I know I'm forgetting some, the work that these guys do this time of year, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I think they kind of are like unsung heroes. Nobody really props them up. But they do a great job it's and appreciate like them. A, a sporting event, like, or just kind of like a puzzle. How am I getting all this done today? And you're playing like games within your own mind, right? I got to make this many stops in this time, take pictures along the way. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, and you're spending yeah. a lot of time in your van, your, your truck, your delivery vehicle. And if you're listening to the sports bar while you're making the deliveries, we certainly appreciate that as well. Know that in return, we appreciate all the work that you you are doing especially at this busy busy time of year all right this afternoon we've got a great show lined up for you we're glad that you're listening along in the free to download odyssey app uh, locally at 95.7 fm am 950 uh, our video stream is up and running you can check us check us out at the fan rochester on youtube also on twitch at the fan rochester and we're even on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 the fan Seth Appert, Rochester Americans head coach, going to stop by the sports bar later this afternoon, right around 425. So the Amherst got half of their points on the road. Now, sure, if we asked Seth, are you happy about that? He'd say no. But anytime you can go 500 on the road for a three-game road trip against opponents you're not familiar with, I don't think that's a bad weekend, certainly. But now you come home, you get some holiday cooking, right? You get uh, Cleveland Wednesday night. You get Providence Friday. Uh, good outing today. They went over to Galasano's Children's Hospital. So, uh, you know, a little good team outing there, uh, you know, giving back to the the community. We'll talk to Seth Appert. Oh, do the Amherst get back Jacob Bryson? He cleared waivers. Oh. I'm assuming he accepts his All right. Well, let's uh, let's see what that looks like here for the uh, Amherst. That would be some some help there on the blue line if that indeed is the case. Seth Appert stops by the sports bar uh, right around 425 this afternoon. Every Tuesday, we get the chance to catch up with Matt Perino, who covers the Buffalo Bills for the Syracuse Post Standard. He'll be stopping by here in less than 20 minutes. Yeah, and today is not your typical Tuesday because everything is, as Chris Brown phrased it, accelerated. Today is actually a Wednesday. No, it's really a Tuesday, but the point being, today, uh, not a full practice. It was a walkthrough, but Sean McDermott commenting. Uh, We'll get Matt's thoughts as he was out at the stadium today, and I think your headline story is... Hey, it's not going to be this week, but the Buffalo Bills are going to get a big boost on the defensive line with uh, Daquan Jones now trending to return. Sean McDermott earlier today on the return of his defensive tackle. Daquan Jones's window will will open today. I don't expect him to play at this point, uh, but it's good to have him back uh, starting to work out there. Uh, Kyer and Justin Shorter's window remains open, and then Jordan Phillips... Uh, will not practice uh, just coming off that that wrist surgery. Everyone else will practice in some capacity. You know, we'll just get a better feel for it probably tomorrow, and uh, he'll practice tomorrow and get you know get through the drill work individual and then take it from there. All right, I can't help myself just because we we broke the seal with Sean McDermott speaking to the media today a day earlier than he normally does in talking about this weekend's opponent, Gino. I've got thirty seconds on Sean McDermott talking about Chargers quarterback Easton Stick. Shall we play a round of McDermott McLeans? Oh my goodness. All right. So when wagering, it's always wise to go over under. Where do I set the over under on McLeans? This is going to be a classic Sean clip. (laughs) I'm going to put it at 11, just over, Whoa. just Whoa. You're, more than three seconds per lie here. I, I think wow. this is going to be rich in lies, Danger. Do, do you take the over or under on 11? I'm going the under because 11, that, that is, that's a lie every three seconds. That's a, that's a clip he's never managed. That, that would be impressive. Okay. All right. Let's, let's hear what Sean McDermott had to say about this weekend's opposing quarterback yeah there's only so much there's only so much film out there um you know i really thought in the 
in the game and a half that he's played this year, give or take, um, that Easton's done a real, real nice job. I mean, I know the result in, uh, against the Raiders was the result, but I don't think that's indicative of who he is and, and his his uh, his talent level as a quarterback. I mean, you see him in the pocket; he moves well. He's athletic. Uh, he does some real nice things. He threw some accurate balls, and um, so I, I think it's uh, you know we need to be on our A game and, and have our focus where it needs to be this week. Nine. It might have been Nine 10. Times. He was going so rapid fire. <laughs> you get him listing off the attributes. I mean, he's tall. He's throwing the ball. He's handsome. He's accurate. Ding, 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 Wait, there's ding. not a lot of film. Okay, lie. Did he not play in the preseason? Did he not go to college? Can you not figure out? You have a scouting report yeah, on him? Come right, on. exactly right. All right, pretty good. Pretty good. Not quite the clip we were looking for, but he, he had a pretty good pace going there. That averages out to about a lie every, what, second and a half? Not too bad. That's good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, so there you go. Sean McDermott speaking to the media, and, and Matt Perino was there on the scene. We'll uh, talk to Perino here in about 15 minutes or so, get the latest from Orchard Park. You can join us this afternoon on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That number is 866-4-FAN-585-866-4-3. 426 award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. The new location, 135 West Commercial Street in East Rochester, goodsmokebbq.com. Yeah, one other Bill's note here, this courtesy of Ryan O'Halloran, because Jordan Phillips, wrist surgery. Ooh, what happened there? Well, um, the Bill's saying week to week. It's going to be more than that. Uh, Phillips uh, saying today that his goal right now is to be available if the Bills make the playoffs. That would make sense, Danger. If you have surgery on your wrist, I would think you'd be out. Sounds uh, about right. I yeah. mean, Dawson Knox had wrist surgery, and what was he out? Five, six, something uh, like that. I mean, it, if yeah, it's the same type yeah. of deal, you, you could maybe expect him back. But, you know, getting back Daquan Jones makes your reliance on Jordan Phillips a lot less. I mean, if 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 you can get Jones back in time for Miami, I think you're okay. There is a part of me just in the back of my head that's wondering because it came up yesterday a couple times with Miami actually continues on the roll they're on. Now they fell on their face against the Titans a couple of weeks ago. They shut out the jets kind of looked like the jets were quitting by the way. And now you're hearing Aaron Rodgers say, oh, you know, for me to come back, it would be, uh, I'd need another, maybe if I had another few weeks, I could come, like, hey, shut up. Yeah, Mr. King Thurs there. Um, what if the Dolphins continue to roll? What if they don't lose to Dallas? What if they don't lose to Baltimore? Well, you're, you're presenting the scenario, and it, it's possible. I don't think it's likely, but, and this was brought up to Sean McDermott, like, the Bills do not control their own destiny. They don't in terms of the postseason. They're going to need help along the way. Now, you have three weeks to go, but the, the idea that the Bills could win um, win out and still not get in, it's, it's real. Could you is, imagine Is that, that? still a, a real possibility? Because I think before last week's game, the Bills winning out ensured a 99% chance. It, they do not control their own destiny. From what I heard today, I'm on Bill's live. Okay. So from, but again, you're talking 99%. You're bringing up the scenario about being a wild card. And I've thought about that. And look, if you're going to be the wild, if you're going to be a wild card and say Buffalo wins out in this scenario, I would assume they would climb to the fifth, if not the sixth. And I'm looking at these opponents. Look at what should, should the bills be afraid of whoever wins the AFC South? The answer is no. Kansas City, well, you won there earlier. I still think winning the division, you still want to be home, especially with this new look, physical offense. The Buffalo Bills are trotting out. I would welcome, uh, you know, a home game coming up here for the uh, for the Super Wild Card weekend. And, and if you were going to be the division winner, does that get you the four or the three? Uh, <laughs> The idea of the Dolphins, though, beating Dallas and beating Baltimore back-to-back danger, I'm not buying in. I'm sorry, but it's good that you're bringing up that possibility. It is a possibility. Uh, and and for the most part this season, I know we always say Miami hasn't beaten anybody good. They haven't beaten anybody good. They beat up on bad teams. And, and maybe that remains true down the stretch here. But if they get Tyreek Hill back in some capacity, I worry about what that offense looks like against 
Dallas, given what we just saw Dallas's defense look like. I imagine that Dallas won't look as bad as they looked on Sunday when they face off against Miami this weekend. But uh, that possibility is still there in the back of my head. Um, boy, Philly from last night. Philly is in a bit of a tailspin right now. Now, Dallas has something to play for again, right? Like Dallas could actually win their division. Dallas has motivation now. Actually, that was good point. That was kind of a secret win for the Buffalo Bills last night that Dallas could have been, all right, we're in the postseason. We're going to be the five. Uh, you, you don't know, have to be the, the five. Yeah, yeah. Philly could very easily miss right. out on the East. Right. So now you, you could be home because that is the different. If there's one team where the home road split is different, it's Dallas. So, um, now, do I think Philly can get it together while well, you play the Giants twice here in the last three weeks? Oh, one of our regulars it. pointing out to us on X, by the way, you can reach out to us at the fan Rochester. Michael, speaking of the Giants, the Philadelphia's there's opponent a here. There's a, co- there's a couple of uh, Tommy DeVito stories. Which one are you bringing well, up? Well, Michael uh, sent us a tweet at the fan Rochester on uh, Elon's Twitter <laughs> X. Uh, this is from uh, Wes Steinberg, who is, what's Wes Steinberg? He's a Giants insider. Okay. (laughs) Tommy DeVito recently told the team's social media manager to quote, quit, quit it with all the Italian S. I just want to play football before storming out. DeVito was approached to record a top five Sopranos moments video, which was the final straw before his outburst. Of course he had an outburst because he's Italian. It does bring up a point because I was reading some of the replies of that tweet. It's <laughs> not to go down a different path, but um, it's okay to make fun of you know Italian Americans and you know have some fun with that. But other ones, no, don't don't you dare, you know. So like at some point, I'm sure like okay, enough. I have a job. I've got a job to do, and that's right. You know, right. He is he's being used as a prop. Yeah. For for the social media team. Because they see gold. They're being judged on a different set of criteria than he is. He's being judged on wins and losses. So they're being judged on engagement. Right. And, and that's ludicrous. Like, honestly, it's like I'm Brian Dable. I'm firing that social media manager. Like, or I'm like, you work for us. You're not here to push buttons. You're not due to do anything. If I'm at the very least time DeVito, that's not the way to handle. If that story is true, you tell your quarterback coach, that's it. I, no, I've got to focus on football no more. And kind of going along with that, there's another story today that Tommy DeVito was doing local appearances at a restaurant. Just a, you know, I, I got to look up the name. It's just an Italian restaurant in Morrisville, New Jersey. Can't get more, you know, New Jersey than this, right? And he was getting on a Monday night appearance danger, ten grand. Show up, sign some autographs, ten grand, which. Okay, for at the time, third string quarterback, that sounds about right. You're trying to make money when you can. And if these people have been good to you and now your time, he, rather than back out, doubled the fee. <laughs> and then the restaurant said, you know what? No, we're not going to do it oh, anymore. Oh, no. So, you went back on your word? Why'd you go back on your word? Because he's Italian. You know, the, Use the Sopranos. Right? What the, the, um, the envelope's a little light here. <laughs> Paulie, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. Well, look, I if he's fed up, I don't blame him because I'm fed up. I've seen I've seen enough and I know you're like me. You you scroll and you find things and things just end up in your feed. It's like, "Oh, there's Tommy DeVito having fried ravioli with some influencer on TikTok. Oh, there's Tommy DeVito, you know, doing the the hand sign." Yeah. Again, you know, like, "Okay, you lost to the the Saints, and your your dwindling playoff chances are gone. But you can't have it both ways, though. Two weeks ago, you're doing full on cosplay with your agent, okay? And you're do, you're you're and everybody's buying in, and good for you. But if that's true, that you went off on the social media manager. Um, again, just just go to your coach and say, "Listen, I gotta I gotta dial this back," which I can respect that, but you can't explode on somebody. Um, right. But I also understand the, the element of the social media manager saying, well, we've got some, some gold here. I mean, the bills do this all the time, but you know what they do it? They do it during training camp when it doesn't matter. Although you got to have the awareness, like maybe it's kind of run its course. Maybe just saying, or after a loss. Yeah. After a loss, after a loss, we don't, we don't do this. We don't celebrate the quarterback that couldn't get us a win in new Orleans. I don't know. Maybe. 
Um, and I'm sure that that's probably something that Dable has thought too. It was like eh, a, a little bit too much. His, you could tell Dable is kind of sour on the whole Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. He's playing well. Uh, I'm not sure what the story is because I'm going to present you the story, but there's more to the story is what I'm saying. Ian Rappaport just uh, putting out uh, from Indianapolis corner, Tony Brown and Isaiah McKenzie on the reserve suspended list for conduct detrimental to the team. Three game internal suspension. Ooh. A little dirty, not showering after games anymore. It's one of our favorites. I love McKenzie. Oh, gosh. But I also could imagine Isaiah McKenzie because he's he comes off as kind of lighthearted and, and easygoing that that might rub some people the wrong way in the locker room because he doesn't have that kind of intensity that I think a lot of NFL players have. Yeah. Uh, you think it bothered Sean McDermott that Isaiah McKenzie had this really close relationship with Ty Dunn too? Oh, I th- absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. No I question. can't say that's the number one reason he's not here. No, the number one reason is he was given an opportunity to be the slot receiver and he ain't it, so that's why he's not in Buffalo. But when you're kind of doing things on the side there with a known, you know, I don't want to say enemy, but somebody that certainly doesn't get along. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't have done that. You could call Ty Dunn Sean McDermott's harshest critic. Yeah. No question about it, right? And and he's he's on their hit list. He doesn't have a credential. There's a reason why he doesn't have a credential. And Lil Dirty spent a good part of his time in Buffalo fraternizing with the enemy on a podcast. Yeah, that probably doesn't go over well in uh, Sean McDermott's eyes. Do you think Lil Dirty was in on that meeting when the infamous 9-11 reference was made maybe it, yeah. i mean it, fair to fair to wonder you know uh, yeah 25 sources i think he had for that yeah. story yeah mckenzie's one of them mckenzie's got to be one of yeah. them you would think um <laughs> she's trying to piece together the 25 chad hall <laughs> ken dorsey anybody who's left the organization Matt Ariza. Yeah, like let, let's go through and, and rattle off the 25 sources for the three part tie done hit piece. <laughs> oh, so and so, you've just been cut by the Buffalo Bills. Wait, who's calling me right now? Wait, Ty Dunn. Ty Dunn. He's calling me. Wait, what? am I at speed dial? What happened here? Uh, Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Stand Up. We'll talk some Bills Chargers next and get a report for practice today at, uh, at Orchard Park uh, with Perino on the way here on the fan. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Fan Rochester Sports 
update. Buffalo Bills officially opening the 21-day practice window to activate defensive tackle Daquan Jones. Today being a walkthrough practice, not normal on a Tuesday, but the Bills play, of course, on Saturday. Sean McDermott on the opponent, the L.A. Chargers. There's going to be a lot of unknowns when we head out there, um, so we've got to make sure, again, that we um, are playing good team football. We're all disciplined the way we need to be disciplined and, and focused where we need to be focused, and um, I think that's a that's a big part of, uh, of, of the challenge this week. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, joining us next year in the sports bar. Jack Quinn makes his season debut. The Sabres host Columbus. Our coverage on the fan will begin at 7 o'clock. The Amherst are home tomorrow against Cleveland. Coming up next hour, a weekly visit with head coach Seth Dapper. Chiba Taglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan, Rochester. Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Well, that's what you try and do. You're not always successful with it. Um, you know, I think our guys have done a good job to this point uh, managing that. Um, and uh, I think that's, you know, the, the quickest way to get beat is usually with... Uh, with the number one number one receiver, at least through the air, obviously. So, um, you know, we've tried we try to be pretty intentional about that. Bills head coach Sean McDermott on how this defense can stop Keenan Allen just a week after stopping C.D. Lamb, essentially. We welcome in Matt Perino, the Syracuse Post-Standard. Uh, what's the vibe like today, Matt? Walk through and, and of course, uh, on the heels of the big win on Sunday before they head out to L.A. for a short week here on Saturday. How are you, bud? I'm good. I mean, the vibe is what you'd expect coming off of wins over the Chiefs and the Cowboys. I mean, this is a group that seems to be as locked in as any team in the NFL um, knows the situation they're in. I think that being in the situation they have the last couple of years and going on the runs that they've gone on, they know more than most how important it is, like taking each game as it comes. And, you know, I know a lot of that is cliche at this point, especially under McDermott and you know this has been a year after year refrain from this group but it's so important right now I mean any kind of letdown at this stage could drastically impact you know the playoffs and they're three weeks away from potentially winning the AFC East I mean can you imagine that after where things were sitting after the Philadelphia Eagles game so I think there's a lot of hope uh in the building and a lot of resolve knowing the two teams that they just beat and what they have to do down the stretch here. Matt, um, I, I, you're uh, you're in the locker room home in a way, so you have a better perception, you know, perspective on this than I do. My sense from being in the locker room Saturday was, holy cow, the, the, the linemen just so excited to talk about it. Everybody, it seemed more like a, a team effort the way that the Bills pushed around the Cowboys. Matt, is this, this physical style of play, is this the new... Or, or should be the identity of the Buffalo Bills moving forward? Um, I don't know if it's going to be the identity, but I think it's part of it, right? Like, I'd almost more like it to be like the the villain Two-Face from Batman, right? Like, you have this one side of the face that's Josh Allen in this potent passing game, and then you have this other side of the, you know, that's the pretty side, right? The, the nasty side is the physical, down in the, the muck, like physical hard run game that they showed that they're capable of producing last week against the Dallas Cowboys team, who I think if that's any part of their defense, that's not that great. That's the area where you want to attack them, but you've got to attack them and you've got to be successful in that part of the game. So I think what's happening more than anything right now is this is an offense that under Joe Brady is developing multiple ways or multiple modes with which to tap into, because we've seen it over the past couple of years. You get into the playoffs, and defenses know you better than anybody else. They have all the season of tape. They're the best defenses, the best coordinators, and you got to be able to come up with something different sometimes. And right now, I think at Joe Brady's disposal is a litany of different options that he might have to tap into as, the, as this run continues. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch how he navigates that, Matt. I, I think to myself, you know, everybody wants to know 
what's wrong with Diggs and why isn't Diggs producing the way he was earlier this year? And then I think to myself, well, James Cook is a revelation, and now teams are going to focus on stopping him. And as they focus on stopping him, well, that might leave Diggs a little bit more wide open. And we haven't even talked about the two tight end set and the fact that you could get Josh Allen to complete a pass to Dalton Kincaid if he can hold on to the ball. And Dawson Knox, you know, kind of at will. So he does have... It feels like now, more than ever this season, Josh Allen has more weapons, and Joe Brady has more weapons at his disposal. Yeah, and I think we've we've arrived at who is the number two weapon for this offense. We spent so much time talking about Dalton Kincaid and Gabe Davis over the last eight or nine months, and what I think we've come to realize now is that that person is James Cook, and it's not just in the run game. It's the the way that he jump-started this team against Dallas in the passing game was what I think makes him so hard to defend. There's not one area that you can worry about James Cook at this stage. And this isn't just one or two games. Like, this isn't just a small sample size. I mean, there's only two players in the league that have more yardage than he does this season. I mean, he is a great player at this stage, and he is num- the number two weapon on this offense. And, guys, there might be games, like against Dallas, he's got to be the number one weapon on this offense. And I think he can be that. And this is coming from a guy that was advocating for a trade for Derrick Henry eight or nine weeks ago. And man, isn't that sometimes the best moves that you make are the ones that you don't make. Yeah, you know, look, and nobody's going to follow you, man. Like, we didn't know. I think most of us uh, knew what they had here. Uh, If you told me James Cook was going to be number two, I would have laughed. The question here is then why? Because usually running back is a position you just plug in and go. I mean, it doesn't, there's not a big rookie learning curve here. And I I guess to some extent, maybe that's it. And you you fumble opening night against the Rams, and maybe that set him back. What is it, do you think, that, uh, you know, that took, you know, so long here to realize, or the coaching staff, whatever, how did it take so long to get James Cook here to where he is? I mean, I think it's part of, you know, part of it is the Sean McDermott thing, I think, because he has this tendency to make young players earn it, right? Whether or not you like it or not, you know, outside of, uh, you know, the Dalton Kincaid situation where, you know, even he earlier this season wasn't really getting the kind of run that I think fans wanted. And it took a Dawson Knox injury for him to really get the kind of snaps and, you know, being featured in the offense, the way the fans I think wanted, you know, Cook has had some moments where he's had to kind of prove it and they've never had, from a schematic standpoint, ever been willing to rely on one back. And even now, like, they're not really doing that. I mean, we saw a ton of Ty Johnson, which, by the way, kudos to Joe Brady on that, too, kind of upping the snap percentage for Ty Johnson and diminishing Latavius Murray's a bit, too. Like, listen, I think what Latavius Murray brings is important, and I think having him is great. But I think Ty Johnson is just a guy that has much more juice He's, he, he fits that third down back role, I think, at this stage of his career a little bit better than Murray. And I think also Joe Brady uh, is leaning into this. And, and, and almost the panic button that was pushed when they got rid of Dorsey and they promoted Joe Brady, it's like, all right, let's put all of our assets on the table and figure out which ones we need to start prioritizing. Or if we are already prioritizing them, continue to. And if we're not, start to. And I think with James Cook, they've started to prioritize him in the offense. And I think getting him involved in the passing game almost gets the momentum for him going even more in the game. And that might have positive returns in the run game too. It's funny, you know, we, we spend so much time talking about Josh Allen and the passing game through the, the majority of this season. You have a game like you have in the run game against Dallas, and now I'm just so fascinated and curious about what they have in that backfield and how they deploy it. I'm glad you brought up Ty Johnson because he looks good enough to keep a guy like Leonard Fournette on the practice squad, and you still have Damian Harris, who I don't know if there's anything new on Damian Harris or, or his return potentially from IR. I, I suppose that practice window would be announced if he he was actually practicing, but he hasn't done so yet. Specifically with Leonard Fournette and, and, and seeing Ty Johnson limited today with the shoulder injury. Are we going to see him at all this year? I don't, I don't know. I think he is, um, to me at this stage, with what Ty Johnson has become and the way that Joe Brady even talked about him during his Monday press conference, I think Fournette is Murray insurance. I think that you'll see him if Murray gets hurt or if there comes a point in the season where they think, okay, he is a little bit older. We're not getting the same kind of juice out of him that we did at the beginning of the season. Let's bring up Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, if you will, uh, or even James Cook, who 
listen, he's had uh, a tremendous run here of health, but he is a, a smaller running back, and it gets really uh, physical at this stage of the season. I mean, they're an injury away with him away from probably having to lean on Fournette. So I think, you know, he's still getting used to the system. They're still getting used to the offense. He's there in case needed. But I think it's, you know, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Like, keep going with the three that you got right now. Matt, uh, going back to last Thursday night, and, and you know, I don't think uh, it's been a while since we've seen a team quit on their coach. Not surprised that Brandon Staley got fired, but I don't think that's good for the Buffalo Bills because when uh, you ever get an interim coach, more often than not, it forces everyone to kind of sit up straight. And you, the Chargers, oh, they, let's put it this way, they have to play better than they did last week. How much of a cause for concern, the unknown, about the Chargers this week? None. Zero. There is no concern. This isn't, this isn't the Chargers and the Raiders. This is a Buffalo Bills team that just literally stumped the Dallas Cowboys, um, who are the hottest team in the NFL, playing for their playoff lives. Like, there's, there are no off weeks now. There are no – you don't have the ability to have that. And I also don't think this is a team that historically is affected by those kinds of games. Like, if anything – Sean McDermott's history is that of absolutely shutting down and dominating quarterbacks within their first eight starts of their career. And, you know, obviously everything going on there with, you know, Keenan Allen not really playing and just the up and down nature of their season and without Justin Herbert, I just think this is a Bills team that's got to be intimidating in a lot of ways. And I think, again, to what we talked about earlier, the fact that they have multiple ways to attack offensively and the way their defense is playing right now, I don't see a scenario where that kind of game plays out. But again, it's been a funny season. So, I mean, I guess it would be par for the course going back to how the first nine or 10 weeks went. It is a funny season. And, and you know, you get past the Chargers and then New Year's Eve, you've got New England. And we can talk about this because I don't know that we'll get the chance to talk about it uh, next week as we're all off. But the, the idea that New England you know, already beat the Bills once this year. It might be a different scenario in Orchard Park. Can we look at the, the the team that is most likely standing in the way of the Bills making the postseason and that Miami matchup coming up week 18, Matt? Because I I look at the way Miami beat the Jets, and, and some might say that the Jets are quitting on Robert Sala right now. But there's a, a possibility for me where I, I could see Miami being competitive against Dallas, against Baltimore. These are te- you know, this is a team that everybody, they hear it, everybody knows, hasn't beaten a team with a winning record. Can they do it against Dallas? Can they do it against Baltimore? How do you see those two matchups working out for the Dolphins? I think they're playing tough. I mean, I, I don't think that there's uh, anybody that's being honest with themselves in Bill's Mafia that thinks that the Miami Dolphins aren't one of the best teams in the AFC. They are. Um they're without some key pieces. I think that in a matchup against the Cowboys and the Ravens and then the Bills, not having their Pro Bowl caliber center in front of Tua, you start to wonder if those hits are going to start to add up here over the next couple of weeks. I mean, look at the defensive lines that they're going to face. And, oh, by the way, you might have a returning Daquan Jones who was absolutely brilliant against them in week four, returning in week 18 after the Bills opened his practice window this week. And I actually – got a chance to spend some time with Daquan today in the locker room and asked him about, you know, what this process has been like. And he's like, over the last couple of weeks, I've seen him in the locker room, on the road, at home. He's been traveling with the team. And he said, like, the hope of coming back has just absolutely driven this comeback trail, if you will, because he got hurt so early in the season. Instead of, like, a week 10 or week 11 injury, there was always this hope. But as it's gotten closer and he's gotten more around the team, it's – it's just gotten pumped up even more. So he's, he's chopping at the bit. He's going to take it day-to-day. Obviously, that's the approach that Sean McDermott always talks about. Um, but that could be absolutely huge. But I, I think Miami, if you want to sell me on them being able to beat the Cowboys and the um, Ravens in back-to-back weeks before this Bills matchup, I'd, I'd listen to it. I don't think it's likely, though. I, I do think going on the road against Baltimore team that's going to be probably playing for the one seed, uh, especially if, if Miami takes out Dallas, that is going to be a hard place to play and a hard game to win. Um, I'll be surprised if they win both of them. So, stay on Jones here. That pectoral injury happened in the London game. And I, for all this talk about Aaron Rodgers coming back, stop. 
Like the, like the idea that Daquan Jones could be back on the field. I guess, and, and again, Matt, I'm going to ask you a question where it's you know beyond our you know range here, but like the strength of getting back to where he was before. I mean, should we temper our expectations that Daquan Jones, when he is back out there, because that is an injury um, that you know it, I would think takes a lot of strength out of you. Should we temper our expectations about Daquan Jones when he does return to the field? Probably a little bit, especially from the jump, but I don't think that they're going to deploy him if it's not a situation where they think he can be close to the version of the player that he was. And that, and even at 60%, it's better than what they've been getting outside of Ed Oliver. I mean, I think Tim Settles bounced back and had himself a pretty good season after a slow start. Not great, but formidable, like part of the rotation. Uh, Linval Joseph has been a really nice addition uh, to add stability too. But I think Jordan Phillips, outside of this last game, it hasn't really been great. So I think if you're taking that out over the next two weeks, you're probably looking at Puna Ford getting elevated into that fourth defensive tackle role see what he has to offer at this point. I mean, you talk about a guy that's probably supercharged up. I mean, he's probably ready to just kill someone at this point. That's a bad kind of thing. To, but he's just chomping at the bit to try to just get out there. He's looked so frustrated and um, defeated with the way that this season has kind of gone along. I see him in the locker room sometimes, and I'm just like, man, I mean, it, it's definitely not what I think he signed up for. Um, but now is an opportunity. Now is a chance for him to get into the game, show some you know, violence, and, and make an impression. Uh, can he do that uh, in enough time to maybe uh, add a role for him down the stretch? We will see, but there's an opportunity at the very least right now. Well, because the injuries are kind of married together from the London game, was there any update on Matt Milano today, Matt? There was, and Sean McDermott kind of downplayed it. Uh, you know, there, there doesn't seem to be a chance for him to return this season. Um, he, uh, he's been around the locker room and he's been kind of like bouncing around. Uh, I saw him in the post game locker room on Sunday, uh, walking out before the media went in. Uh, but it's a different injury. And I, I just don't know that, um, every time Sean McDermott's asked about it, you know, he doesn't give any kind of signal that there's even a glimmer of hope where he did give that for Daquan Jones. So I'm guessing the season's over for him, but you know, it's impossible to say with 100% certainty. Uh, Matt, uh, since we won't have an opportunity to talk to you next week, this is going to be the last time Bill Belichick, uh, as Patriots head coach, comes to <laughs> to Buffalo, correct? I, I would think, like, what's ahead for, for that franchise? Oh, man, a lot of dark days, probably. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's going to happen next? And, like, you know... Uh, they go into that situation that so many teams probably just you know, have nightmares about of trying to a find the right person to lead the organization, but then also be able to hit on some of the important decisions. I mean, it's all just the, the great unknown. There's been such stability there for decades. And now they're probably going to go into rip it all down, restart from scratch. Um, it's going to be actually really intriguing to watch from the outside to see how that market handles that whole deal. I mean, even it's been funny, even the last couple of years, I think most realists around the league have understood that the dynasty was over, if you will, but they've been clinging to it there for a while while Bill Belichick is there. There's always a chance, but uh, it's definitely over and it'll be interesting to see how they, uh, uh, how they forge ahead with the new decisions. Matt Perino joining us here, Syracuse Post Standard, a guest in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. Uh, what do you got cooking on the uh, Shout Podcast this week? What are you and Ryan working on? And, and what can we expect here as we get ready for Saturday night, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is available if you're in Buffalo on local TV. It is. But we're outside no. of the window, so it's a Peacock exclusive in Rochester. Yeah, and I highly recommend, I think Peacock does like a, a month free trial if you've never done it before. Peacock's pretty cool. Like I, I, we have it. We watch some different shows on there. I think it's like four ninety nine a month after that or whatever. And I know people are like, "Do I gotta get another subscription?" But <laughs> even if you don't want to sign up for a long term, just get the free trial, knock that out. Um, we're actually it's a busy week, so I'm driving out to Verona, New York. It's about thirty minutes outside of Syracuse. As is Ryan. On Thursday night, we're bringing Shout live to uh, Turning Stone Resort Casino nice, uh, in Verona. 
So we're going to uh, have a show out there, 8 p.m. Uh, Thursday night. You can watch Thursday night football. They got this new uh, sports and rec room. Uh, all these TVs, they're going to play the Syracuse Bowl game. They're going to play uh, Thursday night football. And you can watch a live episode of Shout. It's going to be uh, super awesome. Uh, so come out. And then I come back Friday, fly out to uh, L.A. for a quick trip, and then get back home and spend some uh, time with the fam. Yeah, this times out perfectly for you. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And, uh, Matt, uh, you know, we wish you the best happy holiday here for you and your family. We appreciate everything you've done for us here on our show and for Rochester Bills fans uh, covering the team. Yeah, this is one of my favorite times of the week, man, hanging out with you guys. Thanks for having me, and happy holidays to you and all your listeners. Appreciate Thanks, you. Matt. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, the Shout Podcast. I'm kind of jealous. He's getting he's getting this live Shout Podcast over there at Turning Stone. Man, I'd go to Turning yeah. Stone and just have a blast. <laughs> it's like, I'm going out to Verona. Okay, what is in Verona other than the casino? That is the casino. That is it. That right? is it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'll have a good time out there. I love that. Matt Perino stopping by the sports bar and giving us the latest. Yeah, the, the outlook is grim. If you were thinking that Matt Milano could return this year, yeah, Sean McDermott has really not given you any indication that that's even close to a possibility. So most likely next time we see Matt Milano, it'll be in shorts at St. John Fisher. Yeah, I mean, he didn't 100% close the door in those comments today, but you know, it, it was the appropriate time to ask the question, if Daquan is coming back, what about Milano? And uh, it, it didn't sound like there was any hope for Milano. No. Um, but Daquan being back and potentially being back in time for week 18 is, is intriguing. And, and he was off to a really, really nice, uh, start to the season here before that injury in, uh, in London against the Jags. I want to point out too, and we, we had the chance to talk to Daquan at, at camp and yes. how last year ended for him. Like the, the, just the, you, you have, he shouldn't have guilt. You were hurt. But he wasn't able to go in that Cincinnati game. And what happened in that Cincinnati game? Um, it was the Bengals with backup offensive linemen running Joe Mixon for 100 yards in a snowy day. And I can only imagine Daquan Jones watching that thinking, I would have been the difference in that game. And here we are again. But this year, willing himself back for all the talk about Aaron Rodgers. How great. He, no, he was never going to come back to begin with. Daquan Jones. What is it, nine weeks after a pack injury? We're talking about this? And he's been a with torn the team. Pack. Yeah, and he's been with the team. He's been active. You see him on the sideline. You know he's he's traveling. A lot of guys just disappear, focus on their rehab, focus on getting better. He's been uh he's been a team guy, a team first guy. Really love uh the story. And hopefully there's some redemption there for Daquan Jones as the season winds up and, and hopefully leads to a, a Bill's postseason birth. <laughs> Feedback on the uh, YouTube channel is Ryan Talbot, our buddy, writing in. Matt Perino, now there's a headshot. Have you ever been on our thing of where yeah. we have a Check guest? Check out our on. stream at the yeah. Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch. Look at that lettuce. It is remarkable. It's, yeah, it, it, it is remarkable. I mean, it, it the, the product, the care, the skill that goes into Perino's quaff is is a sight to, to kind of review. He won it over fates. Like the Perino had the bet. We did our best hair mm-hmm. awards and that, that there was, you know, easy chalky pick. Yes. It definitely easy. Appert has to be in the mix. Appert win play show. Yeah. And I'm then, going Perino Appert fates. And then I put Capaccio in and you were upset at me. Get out of here. He's bald. He doesn't have lettuce. There's no salad. Is that, come on, what are we doing? No, it's 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 the key. You want to do you want to do a win play show of uh, of domes? It goes SVP Sal Gene. <laughs> win play show. No, yeah, yeah, I could do a better job. There's no <laughs> doubt. It's radio. I mean, yes, we're on the video stream now. I get it. Yeah. Uh, All right, we got to take a break. I'll drink to that. Is on the way next. We've got some takes ready to share. Some takes on tap and. We touched on it just a little bit a few moments ago before we talked to Matt. Uh, You know, the margin for error is so razor thin in the NFL. I can't help but look at the next few weeks and then the next few months and try to be a bit of a futurist and, and look at what might happen, what could happen. And just where this all leads to for the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, the future. Yes, beyond mm. beyond a potential postseason berth. Um, if Cowboys fans are like, now, you know the cycle of an NFL fan. Hey, you know what? We're going to be okay. And 
Jerry Jones said something very loserish today on our Odyssey sister station Shocking. down in Dallas. Yeah, it, like that. And speaking of loserish, hey, Lisa Wilson's back in the news. Who's Lisa Wilson? That's Zach's mom, quarterback in the New York Jets. No, and never good when we're talking about a player's no, mom in the sports. No, no, no. Nothing good can come no, from this. No, no I mean, the, 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 the take is stay off social media, but... But you'll never guess why here. Also, I think there's something from uh, yesterday, Danger, that we did bring in Masterstroke. And I thought our fireside chat was great. He was making great points. It was a fun Bill's discussion. Mm. We're catching up with an old friend. Was he making great points? Well, then at the end, this is when you got to know when to wrap up an interview. And then we let him go just like 30 seconds too long, and he ruined the whole thing. I do have one more point about the AFC. I really believe that the best teams in the AFC are probably Miami and Buffalo. I still do not believe in Baltimore. Jesus. I think they're, they can be beat by a really good team. There it is. No, and I, 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 no, I, I think, no, yep, and I think no. the Chiefs are not that good either. Baltimore is, Baltimore is going to beat San Francisco. No, Baltimore's Baltimore is going to beat my, be the, the one oh, seed. They're going to win out. I, we could have cut them off. Baltimore to the Super Bowl. All right. Masterstroke, Merry Christmas, man. Merry Thanks Christmas. for joining us for the Fireside Chat, as always. Masterstroke. Babe, it's going to the Super Bowl now. Yeah, watch it. Watch what happens. Yeah. Did did you mix in <laughs> Eddie and Hoboken? Yeah, that's uh, some fine work by the Dandelorian there. Bounty hunter of the finest. He mixed in Eddie and Hoboken. He really did. He really did. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens. That guy just came in and doubled down. Like the first time it happened, and I, I'm trying to find the audio, the original audio of Masterstroke when we were live uh we were live at the old stone. at the old stone and it wasn't draft night it was it was yeah it was one of our just regular kind of events yeah and and, and this was before they were getting ready to play the rams on a monday night and he was like the betting favorite for the mvp and master shark wanted none of it yeah, it basically it was Lamar is overrated. It, you know, like yeah. he, no guy has done less and gotten more hype than Lamar. And I remember that like thinking at that moment, like, you're kidding me. And he ended up winning the MVP. So we have to uh, take what he says with a grade. And you're probably right. We should have maybe chopped off that conversation by a minute, but we gave him that extra vine and he swung right in. <laughs> It's like he can't help himself. He really can't. But we'll we'll get to that and, and more next. We've got some takes on tap on the way here on the Fan Rochester. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, the Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.